the I Am A podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. Hey everyone, firstly, Happy New Year. Well, this week's I Am A podcast is part two of our top tips for artists, which we hope will be invaluable to artists just starting out on their journey and a good reminder for the veterans among us. This episode covers the importance of having a plan finding and applying for funding, consistency, knowing your why, building the right team and also finding your USP. So hopefully lots of valuable and useful stuff in there for you. So sit back and enjoy. So leading on to our next tip there, we've just spoken about balancing um, your day job, if you like, and your, your artistry in that and one thing that's really going to help you to stop being frustrated to realize you are actually getting somewhere um and also to um just know when you're in the position when you can perhaps uh, change your balance of life in terms of your day job and developing your art is to have a plan um if you're just you know making music in the evenings and at the weekends and you're working your day job it can feel like an endless cycle you don't know if Mm. if any of them are actually getting anywhere but if you've actually got a workable plan where you're really honest at your start point and this is so important if you look at any map um, and you've got the place where you want to go to you're never going to get there if you don't know where you're starting from you need your starting point in order to map out your route and uh, artists are very good at knowing where they want to end up and sometimes not uh, so good at being realistic about where they are Um, one of the things that we are, are big fans of is having a 12 to 18 month plan and sometimes when I say that to artists they're like yeah I don't know what I'm doing next year I don't know what I'm doing in 18 months But believe me, when you take some really big goals and break it down, you can very easily use up those months and and you're more likely to find yourself there, oh, I don't know if I can achieve that much in that time. But having it on paper and in step by step can really help you to keep on track because in those months when you're feeling really overwhelmed with your day job and you're thinking, what am I doing this for? Am I even getting anywhere? You go back to your plan. Oh, actually, I've recorded two songs. I'm on, I'm on schedule. I said I'd do this by this date. It can be so encouraging to know that you are, in fact, getting somewhere. Uh, and at the same time, it, you can have a plan of when you're going to do things around your life, around mm. your um, when you might know you've got some time off. Perhaps you can put a tour in or around personal commitments as well. It keeps things uh, moving. And I would just say my biggest tip for having the 12 to 18 month plan is have a have two or three even four big plans um but in between the really important stuff is having the tiny baby steps because if we only focus on the big mountains we get completely overwhelmed it's just important to start to every day every week just do something towards your dream and it's like those small steps that will get you there um and it stops you from just being a bit of a rabbit in the headlights and, and inactive yeah that's so good um I also think to make it like true to like you and realistic to you and actually being aware of what your roadblocks are because sometimes you know I mean Loretta manages me and sometimes when we're making a plan 
like we're making this plan and you're saying yeah you can do this and in this amount in six months time we do this and these are all the steps we're going to take to get there and in my mind sometimes I'm not communicating the roadblock so I'm not really committing to this plan of inside <laughs> yeah <laughs> my, we have had that my inside <laughs> voice is saying no this is I'm not sure this is achievable but I'm not I'm not necessarily saying it because I want to achieve these big goals but actually make your plan and be aware of the things that could be difficult. So sometimes we've made plans to, you know, we're going to record and we're going to release this music, but I know that I don't necessarily have the money in place. So I'm like, how am I going to do that? And I'm maybe committing to a plan that's not necessarily long enough mm. um, to help me to earn that money in some way, shape or form. So and this is the thing because it's not set in concrete. Mm. So the, the, don't feel a slave to your plan yes. and certainly don't feel a failure when you don't get it. It's there for a guide. It's there to keep you on track. And the great thing, you're not going to publish this. You're not going to put yeah. it on your Instagram page. <laughs> so if that deadline goes, nobody else knows apart right. from you and your manager if so you've got true. one. So, you know, we've been pretty good at like, OK, well, that didn't happen let's put yeah, the next one adjust. in and we don't yeah. you don't need to beat yourselves up about it but when we know we've got a realistic plan it's really helpful to have the plan there to say no actually let's stick to this is this is doable and yeah. then we put in those bite-sized um achievable chunks in between it suddenly becomes realistic yeah because if you're only looking at a massive big goal it can really feel very daunting but if i think oh, this month all i need to do is like write x amount of songs at home um, that's that is achievable. Then okay, I, you know, I'm, my big plan is to release this thing and go on this tour and do all this X, Y, and Z promo and all these different things. Like that can seem um, just too much. Um, so yeah, those small goals will really keep you on track because you just don't look at once you've made it. Don't look at the big goal. Just look at your next thing you have to do, um, and it can be really helpful. So the next um, tip we wanted to share is um, to find out about funding and apply. Um, we spoke about income streams and paying for, um, you know, your recording and all the different things that you have to do, um, you have to pay for on this journey. Um, funding can be really, really valuable. And it's, a, it's one of those things that I suppose people at the beginning of, the, of their career probably disqualify themselves from and feel like they wouldn't if somebody a funding organization wouldn't give them money because they've got nothing to show for it but that's not necessarily the case there are a lot of um funding schemes that are for artists at the beginning of their career um to help you to to just make your start um a lot of funding is for people who are on the journey who have a little bit of a track record who have something that you know the funding organisations can look at and go, okay, we see what this person's doing, and we want to help them to do more. But there are some, there are some that actually are for those starting out. So, I just want to encourage you to find out about the funding, um, you know, organisations and opportunities in your territory. If you're listening, if you're not listening in, in from the UK, there's likely going to be funding in your country somewhere, and to find out where those those places are and start to apply. Um, a lot of them, you know, you have to be in the process of applying. They kind of get to know you by you applying. So yeah, don't be put off if you don't get it the yeah, first time. Do yeah. apply again. Yeah, because they'll they, they'll likely remember you from last time and and kind of look to see how you've how you've moved forward and how you've progressed. So just get on the treadmill of learning how to approach these funding applications. They do take a certain um, um, approach and a way of. Um, 
communicating your journey and what you need that money for but you know often you will learn by doing because if say you don't get it you can ask for feedback and you can hopefully find out why it didn't go your way that time and then you can make those adjustments the next time but just getting into the the practice of doing that because you know if it takes a week to apply for some funding that that helps you to create the next thing or helps you to go on tour um that is well worth doing and uh, we're obviously based in the UK, but if you haven't heard of any of these, just mm. a few names to throw out there that you can Google and look. Help Musicians UK have got a really yeah. helpful funding tool where you can look up different criteria. The PRS Foundation have all sorts on there. You can have a look there. Yeah. Um, you can also have a look at the Arts Council. There's all yeah. different funding. And again, it gives you really a, a grave detail on um, the criteria, the eligibility and those sorts of things as well. Um, there's just loads. You can Mobo, they do some. Yes, they do some, um, yeah. Sound and music, um, they offer some funding too. There are, there are just smaller bodies as well who are just offering quite specific, maybe even genre-specific um, um, funding. So it just, just takes a, um, a bit of time on, on, on a search engine, you know, to find out um, about the funding and, and just looking at the criteria and seeing if you're eligible and just cracking on with that. Um, and even if you contact them also to get some advice of how to approach your application, that is also helpful. It can seem daunting, but it's just well worth the time and effort. Absolutely. So moving on then to our next tip is consistency. Mm. <laughs> um, I laugh when I say this one because I think it's a really difficult one for creatives because I think just like if we go back to our very first tip on, on the music being everything, if you speak to most artists when they started it was so effortless in the beginning you yeah. know they just couldn't stop writing and all these songs would come in and yeah. you know they were struck by creativity and then then every artist who's a little more seasoned goes for a stage where they find it hard to get songs where life's taken over or they just feel like they've got writer's block and or um just that it's been so long they they don't know how to get back to it and all of these things and it, it's really easy to give up being an independent artist for so many reasons Um, money is one of them life is one but Mm. being consistent is just something we would really want to encourage you to do to to uh, not just like literally go for it and put everything into one project and either from disappointment or exhaustion just not doing anything for this you know for a long long time Mm. but again going back to that 12 to 18 month plan you can have a plan to pace yourself to have stuff out the consistency and make it realistic If if you're someone who can't post on social media every day then don't but do something that's consistent maybe um uh twice a month yeah but make sure you just keep doing it rather than not at all but what's realistic for you but still keeping going yeah yeah i think consistency also just helps to um keep you inspired you know you want you know that you're gonna there are those periods of slump but actually if you have the mindset of consistency you you've decided that actually this isn't going to last forever. Like, I'm not going to allow this to last too long. I'm going to keep going. So, you would, you know, I know an artist, I mean, Lumray, she said, you know, if she needs, you know, if you need time off, take that day, take that week, but make a decision that that's how long that's going to be and you're going to start again and you're yeah. going to continue, but just don't let it, the months and the months, I mean, I've done it. I'm saying it because I've done it. Mm-hmm. Not months and months, but <laughs> years have. and years. Um, so, yeah, consistency just helps you just to, keep your dream alive but also it keeps um your your audience um engaged and even the people that are also investing in in you around you like 
if you believe in you, then they'll continue to believe in you too. Yep. So just keep going in a realistic way for you. Just don't uh, give up. And if you need to slow down, slow mm. down. Just don't stop. Yes. <laughs> um, the next tip we wanted to um, talk about is the dreaded admin. And this almost gets as bad a response as talking about PR and promoting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're just. it's just not a general strength of ours, is it? No. As creatives. But no. you know what? I think. An artist being on top of the admin kind of does set you apart a bit. It sets you apart, you know, yes. if you're, you respond to emails and you're courteous and you do all the things that you're supposed to do admin-wise. It, it it just helps your own machine to run smoother, but also um, gives confidence to the people that are working with you, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. I think it's a small thing. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to be like spreadsheet king or queen um it just means that you need to of um just basic things Mm. like make sure you like you say reply to emails i'm not even say reply on time reply some people just don't reply to emails even if it's something that you're not interested in Uh, another time you might be and then you next approach that promoter or or, um the person that you're trying to speak to and then they remember that you just didn't even respond to them last time so small things like that obviously the whole point of being in independent you don't have a label behind you so you're going to have to be responsible to making sure you get paid so that means making sure that your music's registered properly yeah. that's such an important thing so, important. so many artists so many who artists don't, don't do, do that it. like i am i am guilty at the beginning of my career of just putting my music out there going oh yeah now i should put it on prs like why am i not doing that why did i not do that people were buying my music people were playing my music and i was just like yeah I don't want to be paid for that. (laughs) The mind boggles. But it just seemed like, I remember it seemed like a chore and I was like, oh, I I went on and I saw all these boxes and things I had to fill out. I was like, oh gosh, I'll do that later. There's still one that I haven't haven't done properly. I mean, I can talk about the PPO one. Like, that one I haven't done properly. It just it just seems. I have all to say much. some of these websites, and we are going to yeah. be doing some posts and videos on these because yeah. they don't make it easy no. for you. Um, even if you have an admin brain, I so understand why artists say I can't do, I can't cope yeah. with that. I just want to write some songs. Yeah. Um, so we will talk you through. But I have to say that most of them do have really great helplines because yeah. they know artists are like that. Yeah. So you can call up. There is help there to talk you yeah. through registering your music. There's mm-hmm. some really great guides out there and like I said we will be doing our own IMA ones but it's really important mm-hmm. um, another one um, with PRS in particular is uh, when you've gigged making sure you submit your set list that's a really small thing to do that you know even if it's 20 quid yeah. that comes through you and know. it's just you know that's mu- uh, money for your music that you've yeah. earned it makes you feel great when you get a check through yeah and if you're gigging live that's a little no one gets a check anymore but yeah. you know what I mean it's alright it's alright um <laughs> Yeah, no, that imagine if you was you was on like a real gigging um, kick and you was like gigging most days, like every week. Like that's a that's yeah. a little earner at the end of the yeah. day. Like that that could build up to money to record another track. So, mm-hmm. like we, we can say there's not necessarily a lot of money out there at the beginning, but there is something. And and just getting into the habit of keeping on top of that is just a good practice to have. And then that, and then the same like with if you've got a self-employed element to what you do, like just keeping on top of your um, taxes and just you know all the admin around your accounting as well. Um, yeah. That's important. If you're when you're as soon as you're beginning to earn money, mm. you need to make sure that you're registered self-employed and mm. that you're putting some money aside for that, so that that doesn't come back and sting you as well. Yeah. 
Wow, this next one. Yeah. Well, this is um, familiar territory for every artist. We're going to talk about knockbacks here. It's just something you have to get used to as an artist. And they say, I always say that I think independent artists are some of the hardest working people out there, which is so true. But they also um, grow the thickest skin because you get, you know, for every yes, there's often been about eight no's as well. Mm. And it just comes with part and part of of the territory. Do Do you think it gets any easier, as you go along um i think it can get easier i think it's easier for me understanding that i'm not for everyone and no one is for everyone like not everyone's going to love what i do i'm not going to be right for every single opportunity um in the same way that i don't love all music i don't love all genres i don't love you know some things i love more than others so um i think as you as you go on the journey you, you you start to not see a knockback as necessarily personal to you but actually that actually you're not everyone's flavor maybe maybe i'm not actually strong enough here like you're able to assess yourself and stand back from yourself and go actually maybe they haven't that opportunity hasn't come to me because i'm not actually ready for it so maybe i need to i've got some work to do for the next year and i'm going to apply again i think the thick skin does help you just to assess yourself from the outside in Mm. a little bit it's difficult because being an artist, your product is yourself. You. You're asking someone mm. to comment on your voice, on on your songs, your your babies, if you if you like. So yeah. that's a difficult thing. It's there's no other profession really where it's in the same, so personal in that way. But it is unfortunately something to get to get used to. And it, it, when you get your head around that, it might actually help with our, our next point, which is about figuring out what success mm. means to you. And we talk about this a lot about defining your why because yeah. I think the more you you know what your why is mm. other people's opinion matters less so it, yeah. when those rejections do come if you know your why and if ultimately it doesn't fit with your why it's so much easier to move on and yeah. I know that's difficult when you do know your why and you think it would have been a good fit mm. but at the same time coming back to your motive of why you're doing this um, uh, who you are as an artist and, and what your goals of success mm. are for you are they that you would be full time and be making mm. a, a career out it are you just want to get your, your music out there the songs mm. that you have do you just want to get them out there or do you want to, to be touring and seeing the world with your music whatever your goals are having those in mind and knowing what success means to you and not letting somebody else put their definition of success yeah. on you can bring a lot of freedom. Yeah, I think that's great. I think w- when we interviewed um, Governor B a while back, he was talking about having a mission statement, you know, and, you know, knowing like why you're doing what you're doing so that you can, at different stages in your career, you can come back to it and go, OK, these are the reasons why I'm still doing this. Does this fit in with my personal mis- mission statement? Does this opportunity, does this knockback, is this knockback really that important? Is it important to my ego or is it important to my overall um, trajectory? And if it is, maybe I'll go, I'll improve or do the things I need to do to have and um, be ready for the similar opportunity again. So um, yeah, knowing, knowing what success means to you probably could be helped by having by figuring out at this point at this beginning stage of your career what your what your mission statement is what 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 is the purpose what is in 10 years time like what do you what do you still want to be the essence of why you're in the game
just a quick reminder that we have a growing library of really useful videos on our YouTube page, including interviews with artists and music industry insiders sharing their experience and expertise. Search IMA on YouTube or visit our website www.ima.co.uk. If you listen to our uh, podcast on management, you'd have heard us talking about this next tip in in a lot more detail. Um, And it's just to go as far as you can alone and uh, then to build your team, but build it carefully. Um, We talked about when you should get a manager and we, we pretty much agreed that you don't need a manager at the start of your career there's so much that you can be developing yourself Mm. you just listen back to all the tips we've given you most of those are ones you can just get on with yourself and they it needs to start um with you so do as much as you can alone but when you do need help uh, and you do need your team um and and nobody you're always going to get further with a team aren't you but it's really important about choosing them and what would be your basis i mean uh, just like we said to be um your music is very personal Mm. it's 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 like your babies, mm. uh, so it's like who it's like choosing a school or a nursery yeah. for your children. Who are you going to trust with right. it? So for you, like what's what's been your criteria of who you've allowed to to be involved, and how have you gone about that? Um, I think I mean because I did have a um, a manager quite early on, and I and I don't think it worked because I don't think I did know who I was. I didn't know why I was doing music one, and I just didn't know like who I was in the game like what 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 why am I doing this what do I want to achieve and so now we partnered um and you're you're part of my kind of your man you're my manager and you're part of my team and I and I think we work because you know you know me you know um why I'm doing this and also you have like you have vision for me that is in line with my vision for myself but it also takes me further it's like do you know what I mean like it expands upon like the essence of why I'm doing this Mm. um I was just thinking I mean um even wider than that for example when we did your album launch Mm. and the amount of people who wanted to be a part of it and and support you and I think um sometimes just look around who's who are your biggest champions what what friend comes to every gig and really believes in you and has got that passion and perhaps they've got a skill in graphic design and they could become your designer and do your logo or or help you with your merch but look who's around you who really believes in you Mm. I think for me the number one criteria for any artist to work with someone is for someone to believe in you and that you could probably that very simple question apply to anything even when you're applying for PR for example it's very and we'll come on to that in in Mm. next actually but it's very easy to be ripped off Um, but it might look on paper to go with the manager or the PR company that's got all the big names but Mm. what you really want is someone who believes in you who gets your vision and who's passionate about your art yeah because as you said there might be someone who's really passionate about what you do um, and they may not work on your team for a long time but you could go you could could you give me an hour a week um, and could you just help me with my admin because I'm just so crap at it and could you just like you know they they've got a regular job and what what they do could is a skill that could help you and they'd be like yeah I can give you I can give you 45 minutes a week that's all you, you oftentimes that's what you need at the yeah. beginning you don't even need as much as that every single week but they could like send some emails out and and for gigs and they could you know canvas for opportunities for you and um yeah I, I absolutely agree like people who believe in you 
like look at what what they've got to offer and see if they're willing to help you even for a small amount of time or yeah so uh, consider PR around yeah. releases um, we've spoken again about this quite a lot this whole idea of artists who get so involved with the creating and with the project which of course we started off by saying the music is everything mm. it's absolutely the right order however there's no point having this wonderful project and then at the end of it you have no plan for getting anybody mm. to actually hear hear it so um, that's that's something that's really important to do so now that you're a seasoned artist um b what kind of things do you start to think about when you're at the literally at the writing stage um i I consider who these songs are for and i consider kind of in terms of pr I, i i put like you know visuals and things like that in that bracket and I'll kind of consider those sorts of things I mean I'm thinking about it and I think at the beginning of someone's career um I wouldn't necessarily think that employing PR for your very first project might not be the the best thing um I think trying to promote that yourself and actually having people that give you a, a realistic kind of feedback on it is probably good because it may be you, there, there is growth for like your second project and then go okay I've learned how to kind of promote myself and like I've kind of gone a little bit away I understand what this takes so therefore when you do employ somebody like you know what you're looking for a little bit yeah. with them and whether they're actually doing their job whether or they not do, yeah exactly <laughs> because if you if you go out the gate and you go I'm going to spend 600 pounds and this person's going to do whatever they magically do um <laughs> um it, 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 they, it can be a big mystery that doesn't pay yeah. but you know if you do the bit of a hard slog for your first project your first EP or something and f- learn all you can about PR and do what you can then you can know what you want to expect from a PR company or from an individual that does that yeah that's great advice and and it is not to be underestimated mm. that especially if you you don't want your your art to go to waste but i do think that um employing pr is something to to start thinking about because there's only so far you can get your music out yourself mm. and actually and there are some um outlets that will only hear from certain pr mm. companies it's very difficult to get through to them yeah. not always sometimes and sometimes just a you know a good bit of sleuthing you can find the right yeah. email address but it's not yeah. always as easy it's as not that. always easy it's not always easy but i think the second project um is probably the place and the time to um get get more team around pr but it's so important um to get your music out to people who are not already following you and who are not already in your network and that's hard to do by yourself yes so um, yeah. consider that consider like um you know and f- um, facebook ads instagram ads when you on important posts on releases and um, to you know target them to your followers and people who follow them or similar people to the people that follow you um, and start learning how to um refine those um interests in that you know in those in those promo ads refine and refine the people you're targeting those to and actually going on that process of learning that how to do that is actually quite good and actually knowing that actually if I send this ad to another territory um a certain territory I'll get more engagement from that territory and then be like okay maybe in a couple of years I might go and tour there yeah like things like that it's just it all builds a a business head on Yeah. yeah Um, I love this next one because it sounds so obvious, but it's something we forget. It's simply to live life. Um, We can be so busy being an artist, 
doing being an artist, if yeah. you like, as a business. You know, we've just said to you to concentrate on the business side, but um, coming back to our first point, um, we're going to keep coming back to because it, it is the most important point that the song is everything. You can only have that if you're inspired, if you've actually got things to write about. And usually your first songs would have come out of natural life mm. experiences. That's probably the thing that got you some songwriting. So leaving some space to have some actual life is what can break writer's block mm-hmm. is what can fuel a whole project um, is what can enable you to have ideas to write with other people yeah. it's so essential to make room for that yeah life inspires art and um, and also just it, it creates some sort of work-life balance as well like live yes. and enjoy life and sometimes at, in certain stages of life in music isn't where the enjoyment is because you're in a bit of a hard slog but actually step back and go on holiday or take a weekend walk around your city or you know stay at home and do nothing eat food watch telly sounds Um, so nice right (laughs) um yeah just live life don't forget to do that Image is something that you want to think about early on in your career. And we've we've kind of touched on this in um, knowing your why, knowing who you are as an artist. But just like going back to when we spoke earlier about merchandise, um, everything to do with you as an artist has to have the same message. Mm. This is what will help your fans to buy into who you are, to sign up to all of who you are as an artist to before you even release your next music know that they are in and uh, it can be very confusing if if, uh, the image of an artist is is um well either grating or just completely different to the musical style um and you have to think of it in terms of branding Mm. and in terms or if you prefer if that sounds too corporate for you in terms of message Mm. what's your your message that you want to convey through your music and just making sure that your clothes how you dress on stage um, and how you present yourself uh, says that in down to the font of your logo Mm. so it all gives the same image and um, shows who you are Um, you're building up a picture to your fans so that when they hear you they know you and then they see you and then they're like ah I get you even more now they see your merch and like I feel who you are they see you um, speak and the things you put up on social media and they they understand you and feel like they um, are a part of your your team and your tribe yeah and I think at the beginning it's maybe about trying to draw out your uniqueness um, in even in the simplest of ways be it something that you consistently wear um was it you know something that consistent you consistently do on stage um just something that you know that makes sense to you it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to be difficult um you know you could always wear a certain hat or if you if you wear glasses or you know you have a certain style or you you know some people I know they have a particular microphone they use like you know if your style is a bit more retro they have this like retro mic that they take and they just put their mic on top of the mic you know at at every gig or you know yeah whatever it is it it can be simple that you build on as you continue to go forward but um just try to think about your unique selling point and how that how you can integrate that into your image as well as into your music um and in terms of imagery just getting the best photography you can Mm. at, 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 at the stage that you're at i mean today where we are used to such you know glossy creative work um but actually the most the things that are most impactful a lot of the time is what is unique and what is is 
unique to you and what like if it all makes sense as Loretta said if it all tying in with everything so getting the best photography you can finding if it's a student photographer seeing you know hitting up colleges I remember when I was looking for a photographer I literally googled and I was googling and googling and googling and then I found somebody who was cool they were, they were cool and then I went on their website but then I they collaborated with somebody else so I did a photography collaboration with somebody else and I went on her website she was amazing and then I just con- but it was she never did like musicians it was like you know magazines and like student stuff and she did self photography which was beautiful and then I contacted her and said oh would you consider working with me and she she she'd never done that so she was at like um a place she'd just finished you know education and she was at a place of exploring and spreading her wings so I'd got her at a great time so it wasn't too expensive but she was incredibly talented and I and I worked with her for a few projects and so sometimes it takes a bit of research to find somebody who's great at the right price point for you and then if you do have budget and if you do feel like you want to you're at that point consider a stylist and consider or if you really feel like you know what this is so not my forte i don't even know where to start that too then you know ask somebody who's a stylist get them to listen to your music that they'll be so Mm. used to doing that what what image it brings up for them i mean or you're my stylish friend or someone who just always got a flair yeah who always just like for every occasion they just they just hit it be like could you just can I just get some advice from you yeah. what would you do if you was me you yeah know? and th- there's two ways of doing it I mean, it's not so much uh, now but in the past artists would have like another persona and they'd mm. be very over the top on the stage and that's worked for some people you know people like David Bowie in the yeah. past and things like that but I think um it's important for it to feel like it's you because yeah. even with those artists that was a, a message they mm. wanted to get get across and it would have you often been an alter ego like made somewhere sense that was of the a, music a, as well yeah made sense mm. of the music and it was still an aspect of mm. their um, personality but in general I would say your music if it's from you is probably most authentic because it's your music so in the same way make sure that you feel that you're you're not dressing as something that's not you because unless you think that's you, how you ought re- to yeah, do you say we re- I know something really want to do yeah I know somebody who is incredible like incredible artists but you see them every day like I, I can see them outside the music and like super ordinary like super like like never never crosses over in in her ordinary life like her artistic you know um presentation never crosses over but then when you see her on stage incredible music but then very creative with the visual so it's almost like a costume yes and like you know lots of stuff in the hair and like the makeup and the the, it's basically art on the face and it's all very creative but that never crosses over into real life like it just never does you wouldn't really go to Sainsbury's like that no no some would some people some would some would (laughs) another one which is just an invaluable piece of advice is to learn Mm. the business again we've touched on this in in different um forms uh, while we've been speaking to you on on this episode but um in terms of making sure that you're educated and that you know the boring stuff the stuff that you think seems overwhelming and you're not sure uh, what to do but studying um how things work is always going to benefit you it's always going to help you to avoid certain pitfalls to avoid being taken advantage of to know how to negotiate to know how to react and it's so important and you know there's so many things out there that can help musicians union do um, 
seminars and mm. workshops. Um, there's some great books, some books we um, recommended in the management issue uh, episode of our podcast, where you can listen there at the very end. I recommend two books which really help on the music industry. And just knowing the basics, you don't have to be at degree level, but knowing mm. the basics of how things work, of royalties, and can just really help you uh, to, to just not be taken advantage of, really. Yeah, and studying the game, I mean, I remember at the very beginning, I used to just read biographies all the time, or I used to see, some, like, an artist, like, there'd be some famous artists that I loved, and I'd literally just, you know, Wikipedia them, and then read everything I could find on them, and their come up. And one, it was encouraging, because it was never straightforward. Yeah. So, it, you know, they got to where they got to, but it was a long road. Like, nine times out of ten, it was a very, very long road. But I learned, especially artists who I aspire to, and they were similar to me, um, I would literally, like, I'd be like, okay, they did that, or, or they did that, or they gigged lots, and or I would just literally study them, study their career, study how they did it. And at the very least, it was encouraging, but it, at the most, it was informative, and it gave me real-life tips on how to do it. We were talking about somebody else who studies performances. They were studying, yes. like, studying like how people artists who are similar to them and literally everything they did on stage because it might have you said it might look effortless but actually it was it was choreographed yeah yeah yeah. choreographed choreographed and it was just like oh yes this is intentional um so it, it can be really invaluable just to continue to be a student and that's what Iman's all about, to make mm. sure that we help you to learn along your journey. I hope you've found this really interesting. Listen back, share the bits that you want to. If you've got questions that you wish we had uh, answered uh, in this uh, podcast or in the future, please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. This is all about making sure that we're providing you with the information that you need. So if we're missing something, get in touch. We'll do our best to cover it. But in the meantime, we just want to encourage you to keep learning, to keep growing to keep challenging yourself musically and uh, just remember the song is everything yes for more great content from IMA find us on social media at we are IMA check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists search we love independent music And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources. Sign up at www.ima.co.uk.